watch cartoons. Two ghouls watch cartoons. Two ghouls watch cartoons. Two ghouls watch cartoons. Welcome back to Two Dudes Watch Cartoons, the podcast where two dudes, that is us, watch cartoons. My name is Evan. And my name is Alex, and we are joined by a, a, a ghoulette? No, I don't want to say witch. That sounds like a, <laughs> um, some sort of uh, uh, spooky female dude. Just kidding. We're here with Evan's <laughs> wife, Haley. You're not spooky. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Thank you. Weird start. Hello, Hello. Haley. Hi. How are you? So happy you're here. So great to be here. Great to be back on the pod. Yeah. 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 We're happy to have you here. We got a good one. We are still in Spooktober. We're covering all scary things. Today we got one. Ready for this? Evan, were the live action Scooby-Doo movies more scary than this one? Okay. Just kidding. Not to throw shade. (laughs) Today we're covering Tim Burton's Corpse Bride. And I think it's important that every time I looked it up on any streaming service, it is titled Tim Burton's Corpse Bride. Not just Corpse Bride. I feel like that distracts from the fact that... I mean, Mm. he did write this, but he also did have a co-director on this. What? The guy's name is Mike Johnson. But yeah, it feels like a little bit of a slight to Mike Johnson. How does Mike agree to that? How does Mike be like, oh, yeah, I guess, I mean, he is the name. I guess... Wow. Okay. You just blew my mind right out of the gate. I thought it was a little... Odd of Tim Burton. I mean, I know I, I'm. Tr- I was trying to think of other examples where, like, the literal title of the movie has like the director's name in it, and I feel like it's a Did James you think Cameron. Of no, I couldn't think of any. Could you? Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh yeah, well, come on. <laughs> that one I don't find presumptuous or like asshole at all. Though that one, it also that one actually needs to be differentiated. So hot. Just kidding. Okay. Um. What interesting pick. I'll be honest. I picked this movie, and I have not seen it long time long 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 time so it had been a while and i just watched it today i want to know before we get into anything what is your guys like history with this movie first time seeing it have you seen it before what uh what's your deal with it i mean i think i saw a very long time ago and then i kind of forgot that it existed and then um i made evan watch it maybe well we just figured out it was 2017 when we were carving pumpkins i said let's throw on corpse bride love the vibes and here we are, which actually makes me feel better because I thought we were reviewing this because Evan thought I loved this movie. No. So this, I picked I'm feeling a lot less <laughs> stressed. The pressure has like, I was like, oh, oozed I off mean, your I shoulders. don't love Corpse Bride. And we've brought in Corpse Bride specialist, <laughs> Haley Lee. Like, the Corpse Bride herself. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I picked it and uh, we were just looking for a guest and we, we thought it had been a while uh, since you had been on and it would be good to have you back. Evan did say it was your favorite movie of all time no i'm just kidding <laughs> i hadn't seen it until i watched it with her a couple of years ago uh are you in general a tim burton fan <laughs> all right we're getting into it ready for this <laughs> this oh, no. whole movie made me question if i was a tim burton fan <laughs> i'm not even kidding i had to sit here so I, if you had asked me 48 hours ago before i watched this movie you a Tim Burton fan? I would have been like, hell yeah. Love Tim Burton. Edward Scissorhands? You kidding me? That's my jam. I had to watch this movie, and as I was watching it, I was like, yeah, this is super Tim Burton. And I was like, 
what other Tim Burton movies do I like? I mean, he did the Batman one. It's by no means like my favorite of any of the Batmans. I'll be honest, I had to really rack my brain for another stellar Tim Burton movie that I liked. And the only one that even came close is um, Sweeney Todd. What about you guys? Tim Burton. Would, would, would you guys like Tim Burton? Oh, I guess he did Nightmare Before Christmas, too. That's him, right? Yeah. No, I'm not like a huge Tim Burton fan, but I also feel like you... Like what you were saying earlier, how his name is in the title, it's kind of unnecessary because like you look at it, you're like, yeah, that's Tim Burton. Like why? You don't need to tell me that. (laughs) Maybe that's part of the branding though, is like we wouldn't be thinking that because he did this in 2005. We've had like a whole decade plus of Uh, him, you know, being Mr. Spooktacular. Um, Mm -hmm. Here's my thing. Okay. This movie, who's it made for? Is this a kid's movie? I really struggled watching this movie because there's points where I was like, oh, yeah, this is like an adult animation, more older audience. But then there's like Disney songs in the middle of it. And they're like, like Oompa Loompas almost started. (laughs) Like I was like, what is going on? This does not this feels a little out of place in this movie. So I struggled to because I always like to say, who's who is this made for? Who's the target audience here? And I kind of struggled with this one. I think it is a kid's movie, but I may have some problems with this being a kid's movie. (laughs) No, I think it's, I was actually thinking about this. Um, I feel like it's one of those movies that went out of their way to be like, this is for kids, but like, we're going to try and sneak in some jokes so that adults will get a laugh too. And it just is kind of, it feels a little unnecessary, but I think (laughs) they were trying to broaden the audience. (laughs) Well, okay. I'm just going to get into my biggest gripe right out of the bat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> are, are we sexualizing a corp or like a, a like a dead body like a yes. like I'll be honest in 2005 I didn't question it as much but like <laughs> as an adult I was like what what are we doing here I don't want to mm-hmm. use this word because it sounds accusatory but I'm going to go as far as to say like Tim Burton is fetishizing dead people it is i don't know this movie i there are some very very strong points and points where i was like "Ooh, this is art this is cinema and there was other parts where i was like if i wasn't watching this for a podcast i'm turning this off i went through like (laughs) an emotional roller coaster watching this movie guys okay let's back it up before we get into too much of it uh let's talk cast the voice cast is um is stellar you know love him or hate him (laughs) mr johnny depp is the lead yeah i was gonna say i'd lean more on the problematic these days (laughs) but um you know 2005 he's you know international superstar he's jack sparrow and like well they're just drinking buddies right like him and tim burton like how do they have what is this relationship he's he's, uh he's tim burton's muse i think Mm, that makes sense okay well you know i'm not here to talk about johnny depp and amber heard we could do a whole different (laughs) podcast about that you know the guys i'd actually probably have more to say about that though we might kind of go down that you know what? Here's what I'll say about it. I haven't, I've like actually restrained from making many public statements about it because there was a point where I felt like there was people on both sides of the argument who felt very strongly one way or the other. And, um, you know, after reviewing all the evidence and, and taking a deep dive on Reddit, I, I really think, you know, obviously I think both d- did very bad things, but I think Johnny Depp here is the one that, uh, really uh, did not come out looking as good as... Like, I used to not idolize this guy, but it's Jack Sparrow, you know what I mean? And now I don't really... I don't have any interest in the guy anymore. Do you guys feel the same, or are you uh, pro-Johnny in all of this? No, I'm definitely not pro-Johnny. I 
feel weird by people who feel vindicated mm. about mm. Johnny Depp. Oh. It's like that's that wasn't my takeaway. Yes, right. you just nailed yeah. a big thing for me. I I know people that were like. He's free. Hey, he did it, and yeah. I was like, one didn't know you had a vested interest. Two, why? Like, what do you? I don't know. Yeah, I actually totally agree. We're getting off track here, but I find when <laughs> I, I, I'm not naming names, but I found out some people were like very pro Johnny in that whole trial, and I was like, that doesn't really sit right with me. Yeah, it was trying to put like free Britney vibes into like free Johnny vibes, and it's yes. like not the same story here. No. You nailed it. Okay. So Johnny Depp is the the lead here, and um, he was doing this movie with Tim Burton simultaneously as uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when he played Willy Wonka. Really, which was directed by Tim Burton. So this man was just doing double time with Tim Burton. I don't dislike Tim Burton's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but it's no Gene Wilder, the original. Here's my take on Tim Burton. No disrespect to the guy. His thing is just not for me. His like gateway to goth, like, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. It's I'm just not into it. Okay, I think easy. <laughs> yeah. that's really the only reason I'm here right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this no, no, movie but... lets me tap into my inner middle school scene girl a little bit, just enough. Yeah, so, yeah, and that, but... that's all that I need. And you know, Haley <laughs> said this earlier, and I think this is a, a big portion of this movie is. It's a lot of vibes. It, I think the majority of, yeah. of this movie is vibes. And um, here's one thing I will say. Watching it again, I thought it was computer animated. I I get out of the watch, and I'm doing a little research. The first thing I see, this is stop motion. And so, I, I you know, let's start on a good note. The animation is out of this world. Even mm. when I thought it was computer generated, I still caught myself being like, yeah, wow, this is a really like dope scene. This is really beautifully animated. To find out it's stop motion, you know how hard that is to do? Really well done. Really, really well done. The animation, I'd say, is the strongest thing about this movie. A couple technical things about the movie. Uh, one, it is stop motion, but they... Did not use the industry standard methods of having a, a head with a replaceable mouth or like expressions. They actually had, they almost describe it as like the inner workings of a clock. So you could get like real subtle expressions and tweaks like different things for, for different expressions. Well, so yeah. much so that it gave one of the puppeteers like stress nightmares that he was like adjusting his own facial expressions. Oh uh, and, That's crazy. But the face yeah, expressions were nightmares. one thing I noted where I was like, this is really good. It was also the first, I don't know if it's just stop motion animated movie, but it was one of the first to use digital photography rather than film. This is a Warner Brothers movie and it's also their only stop motion animated feature. Ever. Only? I wow. Think. That's wild. But I, I have to imagine just time-wise, they got to be like, no, this is not the norm. Because something like this <laughs> takes a lot of time, care, and effort. Like you said, like the, the intricate movements and details of it all. Like I said, the animation is the strongest part of this movie. Like the story, you know, left parts to be desired. But the vibes and the animation, 10 out of 10. I guess they go hand in hand. Um, you know what? We skipped over the rest of the cast. Let's let's not be uh, those guys. So we have uh, Johnny. <laughs> Only talk Depp. about Johnny. Depp. Yeah, I was gonna say wow. that's not at all like the one we're least interested in. And so, <laughs> so <laughs> that's exactly what I meant. I was like, let's not only cover him. Um, okay, we have Johnny Depp's character, Victor Van Dort. 
what a dorky name. Okay, so um, he is to be married or betrothed to Victoria. I thought it was weird they were Victor and Victoria. Although, this has just popped up. Not to put these people on blast. The people I adopted uh, our new kitten Sadie from, we, we go to meet them. And uh, the man was like, hi, my name's Ariel. And this is my wife, also named Ariel. And I was just like, whoa. I, like, it took chance? me aback. Yeah, I was like, what? what? I was like, that's crazy. So that um, that's kind of what that made me think of. Spelled, spelled the same way? I didn't I didn't ask them to spell check. I I, okay. I was so, okay. I, I did almost ask. There's not like, oh, how did that happen? Like, there's no, there's no question to ask, really. But uh, I was tempted to, like, follow up if I could. <laughs> um, but so Victoria is his. Is this an arranged marriage? Both of their families are trying to marry up. Or like set themselves up for financial gain. I thought I maybe missed that. I was like, wait, are both families marrying into what they perceive as the more wealthy family? Yes. The whole premise of the film is rich people's trying to stay rich. That's (laughs) Wow. Mm. Capitalism at its core. You know what? I love a good anti-capitalist movie, so maybe I need to re-examine. They're to be married. They've never seen each other. You know, I I know this is common in some cultures, but I guess this... Victorian spooky area era. I don't even know what time period this is supposed to be. It's Victorian. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting arranged marriage. It's tomorrow and they're going to go meet for the first time and have the rehearsal. Now I ask you two as a married couple, what are your thoughts on if you guys were meeting at your rehearsal? How would I don't even know. Once again, I don't have a question. There's no actual Is that question. like, you mean like How us would things be going if you two or... met on your wedding night? Yeah. I mean, hopefully the same as they are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. You would like to believe it would track. Yeah. Um, if that were the circumstance, I would say we'd be pretty laid back about it. Yeah, know. you guys would still mesh. <laughs> you guys would be laid back about it. Um, I don't think that would change it. This was just something I noted with the movie, though. Victoria has no problem marrying Victor, sight unseen. I got a lot of problems with. Okay, go on. You know, sorry, go on. This arranged situation. Later in the movie, she is betrothed to Barkus. What's his name? Barkin. Lord Barkus. Lord Barkus, and she puts up a real stink about not marrying for love when she she was perfectly ready to do it. Two days ago. This is a big gripe I have with this movie. Okay, ready for this? Why is everyone clamoring over marrying Victor? Why is he like the prize here? How does he have two women on their wedding days who both are trying to get married to him who have never met him the day before? I couldn't tell you a characteristic about Victor besides the fact that he plays piano. How did he win these women over? Ladies love a musician. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Nailed it. Podcast over. We solved it, actually. <laughs> no, okay. But I, I literally was like, both of these women want to marry him so badly, but they don't even know him. I think, well, for for the corpse bride, it's because selfishly, is that what moves her on to the next plane? Mm. To save herself. And she hears him saying these the vows. vows and she thinks just took he's those a romantic, vows but really, he just totally fumbled, dropped the ball, has commitment issues, and couldn't get it done the first time, you know? Yeah. This is my other problem with it. The, what's the message? This guy flip-flopped and waffled. It, it can't be true love conquers all, right? Because this man was in love with two different people at two different points. 
And he met yeah. me. He, he met both of them the same day. Okay, so <laughs> like. I, I, there is, and hopefully, you know, let's talk it out. I want to get there. I really want to know, like, what the message or the theme of this movie was because I really struggled to to follow that thread. Like I said, there was a point, the whole time I'm like, no, he's going to get married to Victoria. They, they fucking fooled me. I was like, I guess he's not getting rich to me. I guess he is going to end up with the corpse. What the fuck? I was like, I was just going to be over in the first scene. I, like, yeah. I didn't know that's how this ended, but I guess he's going to unalive himself and join her in the underworld he's like my family doesn't care about me my my ex-fiance that i've known for under 24 hours doesn't want to be with me he's like i might as well kill myself and marry my second best option that's the other thing i like this movie it felt very like i just don't understand why these women are like competing for this man there was like no inherent like he's not bringing anything to the table and not to be that guy but he wasn't even bringing a rich family to the table they thought he was okay but this see you this is gonna upset you guys because yeah the way this man is portrayed and Mm -hmm. someone would be like oh yeah he's the one is the way that i feel about and this is going way too much into something you guys feel really strongly about but about rob pattinson being (laughs) batman and everyone i'm like what are we looking at here he looks ill Mm, (laughs) the weird emo it's the yeah it's like uh it's a pete davidson kind of attraction (laughs) you know like yeah he looks a little oh my god (laughs) Pete davidson is the 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 corpse's groom he literally yeah yeah. so (sighs) okay i i I get where you're coming from in that sense but like it'd be one thing if victor and victoria were like childhood you know oh like Mm -hmm. passing glances they just met though they're it, it really the whole plot felt very paper flowing in the wind but also maybe we take a look at how everyone else looks in this town because that's what's occurring to me right now so (laughs) So i was like is this movie black and white i was like what's going on all of the townspeople are deathly gray ill like i thought that was weird you actually and this is what i'm talking about with fucking this movie and tim burton is he made it look more appealing to be dead in every sense. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Every sense of it, they were like, uh, they don't feel pain. They regenerate. They like this, that, whatever. Like even the the, the taxi driver. The taxi driver dies mid movie. Mm-hmm. Tragically, they literally ran over his body. There's got to be some sort of class disparity message going on there. They literally didn't even know he died, (laughs) ran over his body. He shows up to the land of the dead where our main character spends most of the movie is in the land of the dead, even though he's alive. And he's just like, when he was alive, he was coughing and he couldn't get his back straight. And he's like, oh, I feel great down here. And they when they die they get color in their face they become blue he is subliminally telling you all of us alive are just going by society and we're all actually dead because we're sheep and it's not till you're dead that you're actually alive like i'm not kidding this is the message of the movie and it's fucked up I okay. Yeah. I also had that. Thought, you didn't see that I coming. Like, I bet. I did. I didn't know you were gonna come with like jazz snaps there yeah, okay. at all. But <laughs> neither did I. To be fair, <laughs> I get what you're saying. But then I was trying to like think of it on the other way and be like, oh, is he trying to like make thinking of it as like a kids movie? Like kids mm-hmm. not afraid of death because then I mean okay. later on they reconnect with their dead mm-hmm. loved ones and That's, so that was know, I was trying was... to make it feel better that way. 
<laughs> that was a great scene. It was out of left field for me. There was no buildup for it, but that's fine. It was a really good scene when they, you know, they're all scared of all the zombies at the end that, oh, they've all come from the dead. But it, it was actually all their loved ones. And they got to be like, oh, my God, wait, hi, how are you? It, mm-hmm. So that was actually one of my, like I said, I went through a lot of emotional highs and lows in this movie. <laughs> I just feel it is problematic to make a movie targeted towards kids that, like, interests them in, like... <laughs> Yes, thank you. Yes, I I don't know. There's there's something inherently a bit, like not yeah. okay about that. So like, I don't know how common this is, but there's like necrophilia out there. There are people who are like, no, look, I'm not trying to make this like a whole thing. I'm not trying to make this like a whole thing. <laughs> but that is like a topic and a concern for people. And I'm not saying Tim Burton is into that. And like I said, I'm not accusing anyone. But mm-hmm. this movie is right on that line. That mo- this movie is right on that line. And I'm not trying to be a weirdo about this, but I, I, I think he made Helen. Uh, he made the corpse more attractive than the real life woman. Well, yeah, she's the main <laughs> character. Yeah. That's fucked. That's fucked. Why are you sexying up a corpse, a cartoon corpse? I look. Is this a romance movie? Because I don't think it should be. I don't know what this movie is. It doesn't even feel like a Halloween movie. I could not put my thumb on what this movie was trying to get across, what the theme was. Like I said, I, I and I think it clicked when Haley said it. I think the movie's just vibes. <laughs> I do. I think it's all vibes. No, I think there's... It's like... Not thinly veiled, but it's pretty thin. Like this, this message about love and what is actually important in seeking out relationships and connecting with a human being. It's not about marrying for money or status or, uh, you know, place in society, but it is about caring for the person you're going to be with. It just doesn't hit with Victor and Victoria because he was ready to, like you said, unalive he, himself he was, to marry this other girl who he kind of had a connection with. They they go through this journey together. He's no Jeff Winger. Like, what's I, just, I, I don't see it with him and Victoria. I don't know when they connect. They don't really have. I mean, they the talk piano. on the piano. It's it's the piano for both women. That's in the he, first. They two fall minutes. in love with him at the piano. Yeah. No, um, I, I literally tail as old as time. Tail as old as time. <laughs> Haley, you hit the nail on the head. I think that's what oh, he's no. really trying to get. At. So before we continue, <laughs> so we aren't those guys who still have only talked about Johnny Depp on the voice cast. <laughs> The Corpse Bride is voiced by Helena Bonham Carter, who has done a lot of work with Tim Burton mm-hmm. as well. I think they she were does... married. Where's... Oh, they were married. Really? I don't That's know. That's why he are. was sexing her up. <laughs> she's dead. She's dead, Evan. It's a kid's movie and she's dead. Yeah, but Look, it's his wife's role. Make an adult movie if you're trying to make a sexy zombie. Okay? Like, yeah. it's not a kid's movie. I think this, this movie can be enjoyed by a younger audience or a family should it be i think i would i would be cautious around like little little kids with how casual this movie is i would be more careful with teenagers and introducing ideas (laughs) i would be more careful with with pubescent (laughs) preteens no i look i'm making fun of this but like i said i think my issue with it was i had a, a trouble placing what this movie was really going to be all about. And I kept thinking that it was going to, the theme was going to be love transcends death. And we never really got there. I I think the closest we got there was the townspeople reuniting with their loved ones, but Mm -hmm. we just never like Victor never really fully got there. 
And I don't know if that means him ending up marrying the corpse that that comes across. Like I said, I, I couldn't, I guess it kept me on my toes. I didn't know how it was going to end, even though I've seen it before. But I just, I think the message of the movie is really muddled. And um, it, it brings me back to my main point that I, I think maybe the movie was just made for vibes. And I wonder if that is Tim Burton's priority over uh, substance. <laughs> Clearly. But so like, <laughs> like it is aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all, all about aesthetic. So like this, not a whole lot happened. There wasn't like, there's very little plot points. There's music mm-hmm. numbers. Which are fun. They're good. You know what? And, and I'm <laughs> shitting on music numbers, but like, you know, they, they have their place. Here's where I think this movie stands out though is so this is 2005 warner brothers picture Mm -hmm. this is i think what is probably very attractive about this movie it is it it's in that family movie musical vein but it's like a touch darker Mm -hmm. not raunchy in the way we think of raunchy but a little more risque than not the raunchy we're talking about but yes (laughs) feature (laughs) Um, corpse bride xx so yeah (laughs) The other thing is, like, I, I've always associated this as a Halloween movie. I, it wasn't scary. No, it's it was just, scary in the fact just, that I was like, "Is he gonna zombies do this zombie?" Skeletons. Yeah, it's Here, spooky season vibe. Yeah, that's all. yeah. Here's a question, <laughs> please. I've never seen. At, at least I don't recall seeing the movie Nightmare Before Christmas. But is that a Halloween or a Christmas movie? That's the actually point of a it, huge debate, isn't it? The point of it is it's it's both, sort of. It's the oh, nightmare before that's Christmas. Annoying. <laughs> it, so, it, yeah, that's annoying, he said. Um, so, you know, maybe we could revisit it around Christmas time because I am curious. Like I said, I had very fond memories of this and the nightmare before Christmas. Granted, it has been quite some time since I've seen either of them. I'm I'm a little curious if that one would hold up now. Do you do you know the? It seems like Evan's never seen it. Haley, do you know the last time you've seen it? It's been a really long time. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> I remember being like, yeah, and you know, weirdly enough, we'd end up watching it around Thanksgiving time because that's kind of like between meat in the middle. <laughs> yeah, it's like a meat in the middle. <laughs> so I feel like I always remember it being on around Thanksgiving. But yeah, I'd be curious if that holds up because. Um, like I said, I was watching this movie and I was having an existential crisis. I was like, do I like Tim Burton? Do I, I, I was like, am I into this? Because I do think maybe at one point in my life, there was a, a period where I was into a movie that was probably mostly vibes. N- not as much anymore. I, I like a lot of substance. I'm a bit, I'm very plot driven, very like dialogue driven now. And so I, I wonder if maybe this is just me growing up a bit that my taste has changed. But like I said, I had like very fond memories of, of these movies, and I, I was a little disappointed. I feel like we're doing this movie a little bit of a disservice. This is like pretty widely celebrated, made a good amount at the box office. I saw a YouTube clip. I always do research. After I watch a movie, yeah. I do. And you want to know the YouTube clip title? Well, I sure. watched Corpse Bride for the first time and cried. And I was like, What? I was like, at what point? I literally actually, I, I asked. I go, what? And do you guys know what what point was so sad? You think it moved him to tears? Well, I don't know about like sad, but I feel like people talk about like where she turns into the butterfly and like making mm-hmm. that a bigger or butterflies, I should say, making that a bigger like thing. happy so maybe, tears, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, was, was that it? Was he sad? I don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> oh, I have no idea. <laughs> 
right. It's like, bro, are you kidding me? So what I came to is the saddest point in the movie, and it's a good point of dialogue. Like I said, so yeah, maybe Evan's right. I'm going to change my tune a little. We're going to start singing some praises because this is a very like widely beloved movie. Um, one of the greatest lines, the whole movie was, uh, Lord Barkett or Bart, whatever Barton. His, Barton stupid name is. He goes to, uh, Emily, the, the corpse bride. He goes, can your heart break once you've already died? And I was like, Ooh, that hits hard. Cause the, once again, the facial expressions, the corpse was giving us really great facial expressions there. I was like, I feel this. I feel this in this moment. This emotion's real, but like I said, so it had like, I'm going to shit on it one more time. It had strong emotional <laughs> like moments, but they just, they never tied together. They were just like, they were like peaks and valleys almost. There was no like, I didn't feel like there was a callback to the beginning of the movie, like some sort of lesson that, there was no hero's, standard hero's journey really. There was a little bit of one, but it wasn't mm-hmm. uh, too standard. Uh the character's name is Barkus Bittern, Barkus. and he's the charming yet murderous con artist who I had he was her uncle. married <laughs> the corpse bride. <laughs> he did. But, Until he was like, I'll marry her. <laughs> then watching Game of Thrones, I even was like, yeah. is it still her uncle? <laughs> it might be. Yeah. Uh, Barkus is voiced by Richard E. Grant, who I feel mm. like is only ever acting in roles as someone very devious yeah. <laughs> he was old loki in the in the loki series uh, I that's where i it. only know him as <laughs> other roles at the moment did you recognize any of the other uh, uh voice actors from from watching it all right um you're gonna hate me because i totally meant to look it up but the priest the priest sounds so familiar but i did not look up who it was yet you, it, you can it break is. it to me live on air who is it christopher lee Saruman in uh, Lord of the old. Rings and Count Dooku. Did he recently pass away? He did. R.I.P. Rest in peace. I... Love transcends the grave. We love oh. you, Christopher Lee. Yes. Yes, 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 Um I love Count Dooku. Yeah, but no, he's Sauron is probably uh, his, his better, more widely known. Um, I knew his voice sounded familiar, but I'll be honest, that priest was bugging the heck out of me. I was like, leave my mans alone. He just <laughs> met his wife today, and he's nervous as shit. And he's like, you need to get this together. I was like, bro, leave him alone. <laughs> I feel like I've been seeing stories or tweets about Christopher Lee having recently passed. I think he... Fought in World War II. And that timeline seems iffy, but yeah, you could be right. <laughs> I'm pretty know. sure it's about him. I Otherwise, I'm going to cut this entire section out. But it was, <laughs> the, the anecdote was about him working on a movie with the director. And in the scene, uh, someone is getting stabbed and like the person getting stabbed screams or yells or something. And then he, like, he just gives a note to the director. He's like, they wouldn't scream like that. <laughs> like, whoa. like that's all he said he was like whoa okay. like, how does he know that i just double checked it live on air because i was ready to roast you it was world war ii you are correct yeah i mean yeah. that is possible yeah. i know the timeline seemed iffy like he was an actor i don't know whatever what do i know what do i know r.i.p he's a great actor he, he did well in this um like I said, I just now I'm like envisioning these scenes and to know it was not computer animated just makes such a difference. Like this was it, it was very like darkly, grimly beautiful to talk about the aesthetic of it. It, um, mm-hmm. it like I, I, did you guys notice this? Am I crazy? It really felt like it was almost in black and white. Yeah. And yeah. the first I, I, and I think it's meant to obviously mm-hmm. 
because when they go, it's kind of a fun little inversion. When they go to the underworld is really when the movie comes alive. It's making it more exciting down there. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's not a whole lot of other actors that you know I would know by by name in the voice cast, but. The character Bone Jangles, I think, is the one that sings in the underworld, yeah. voiced by Danny Elfman, the composer of this movie. Oh. Famous movie composer. He's also worked a lot with Sam Raimi. He did Spider-Man's 1 and 2. I only bring this up because I had no idea. You know, I've, I've seen Danny Elfman's name before, mm-hmm. but I had no idea what this guy looks like. <laughs> What's and you just have to Google it for yourself. It's like it's the last thing you would expect in the world. I guess he played in a, in a band in the eighties called Oingo Boingo. Oingo uh, Boingo. I've heard of Oingo Boingo. <laughs> this man is like a, a redhead, like a bowl cut, tatted <laughs> to the max, and also extremely ripped at sixty eight. Yeah, I do want to mention when I walked into the room, there was Evan was looking at an article about how Danny Elfman got his body, and I was like, "What's going on in the office?" So, so this may be, <laughs> this may be controversial, and I don't even care. I'm gonna say it like really ripped old people scare me. Like, I just, oh yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't equate. I'm sorry, <laughs> but also, That's do so you think funny. Boingo Boingo is that the mm-hmm. band yeah. is like Tim Burton's favorite band of all time? Knowing him, yeah, that's <laughs> that's probably how it went. So, um. You know, I guess we would be remiss to not go over the basic plot points. Um, Arranged marriage. He keeps fucking up the vows, wanders into the forest, and uh, is practicing. And in a dramatic fashion, places uh, his ring. Once he finally gets the vows correct on what he thinks is a stick, and it ends Mm -hmm. up being uh, um, the corpse bride. Do they call her Emily in the beginning? I I know they call her that at the end, but her name's Emily. The whole movie is a will they, won't they with the with the living girl and them. Do you think he like wanted people to be like in shipping wars? Is that what he was going for here? He's like, no, it should be Victoria. No, it should be Emily. Yeah. Again, I never really connect with the Victoria character. I don't think they connect her character and Victor. That's why I kept thinking. I was like, he's going to marry Emily. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't stop. I can't. Since you said that they're trying to make this like a true love prevails movie, but we never really get the vibes that Victor and Victoria are in love. Now I feel like it's, it's over for me. It's so <laughs> like Ever since you I, said that, I'm like, Dang. it's a beautiful think- <laughs> romantic movie. But I, like I said, I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely feel like if we did enough research, we would find an interview where this man says, yeah, you know, he was actually supposed to end up with Emily, but the studio told me I, I had to change it. <laughs> I, right, because the whole movie it really looks like it's leading up to those two getting married. They have the connection, they have the moments, they have this. She even gets off married to someone off, and it seems like that's gonna work. Like you know, at first, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Once you realize that's not gonna work, that's where I get in my head. I was like, oh my god, he's gonna end up with her. But when I thought she was <laughs> happily being married off, I was like, he's gonna marry this corpse, and I was I was stunned. Uh, I mean, Haley hit it on the head. This movie is basically just vibes mm-hmm. and it falls apart once you watch it again for, yeah. for like critical purposes my thing this time around uh watching this movie though is like obviously i knew barkus was the corpse bride's previous fiance and i was like i was like when do they introduce that storyline <laughs> like that even that part of her backstory mm-hmm. and it's literally not until the final 
scene. Yeah. I mean, they foreshadow with his literal shadow in, in the... <laughs> In the flashback, but with his literal shadow, and it he makes has a it so much less a, compelling. Yeah, he has a mention of a young bride who died before, and that's why he's single. Mm-hmm. And that was the moment I actually was like, "He's talking about the fucking corpse bride." And there's no other, <laughs> no other corpse here that's a bride. The other thing that's crazy about this movie is I think this was like 24 hours for Victor. I think he went through a whole day of getting married three separate times, almost. <laughs> yeah, almost offing himself. <laughs> It's like so Romeo and Juliet, but that's like another one. Like people tout as like this, oh, this great romance, Romeo and Juliet. Once you read it again, the romance doesn't hold up as as much as people like to romanticize it. And so this is one that I'm sure there's a lot of like Halloween lovers who, you know, I'm sure there's people who have had like corpse bride weddings. Like I, I, I like, oh, you know I'm what I mean? Sure and they're not. listening to this podcast, like trying to find my address to send death threats or something. Yeah. You can just do it on Instagram. There's people, I have like a whole inbox for those. Um, and so this movie to me, it is good. I, it's not one of those movies where people are going to be like, oh, I love that movie. And I'm like, what? Really? But for me, on rewatch, oh, it fell flat. Like I said, I was just confused. I kept looking for the message because any great movie that's targeted towards children should have a one to two sentence theme, right? Yeah. No, like I, I'm not one. trying to be like, and this one, I, I couldn't, it was love something, 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 but I don't know the rest of the sentence. I, I don't want to say it, it like ruined the movie, but like, like I said, like Victor, I just didn't see it. He wasn't like, I'm not saying you got to be this guy to win women over, but like, he didn't do anything all movie. And if anything, he lied to these women a couple of times. And then mm. I, it just, it really was like an exercise in throwing realism out the window at times. And, uh, oh, right after this one thing, though, this movie was like an hour and 20 minutes. Bring that back. Bring I. It did I went feel very saw, short. Yeah. yeah. I went and saw Bros this weekend. Good movie. It you know it was I, I understand why it's not this huge box office hit. I enjoyed it. Thirty minutes too long. I get out of the movie and I was like, it's two hours. I go, this movie didn't need to be two hours. And so I was on this thought track of like this already, and I saw this movie and I was like, this was the perfect amount of time for this movie. A weaker movie would have added a half hour of explaining why Victor can go between the land of the dead and the living. And there's the whole... Re- I I did enjoy we just jumped into it. Let's just do it. <laughs> I won't judge anyone for loving this movie. Yeah. I think I can now respectfully bow out of Tim Burton fandom. Not that I was ever staunchly in it, but I probably would have been like, oh yeah, Tim Burton's... I don't know. I need to watch his Batmans. His Batmans aren't bad, but by comparison, there's a ton better ones, I feel like. Um, (laughs) You guys like Edward Scissorhands? I actually used to love that movie. (laughs) Same. That's what, okay. Haley, this is what I'm saying is I feel like I went through a period where I was not on Tumblr, like, posting about Tim Burton. But if someone was like, name your top five directors, he could have cracked that list at one point in my life. And after watching this movie, I'm like spiraling. I gotta like, I I need to reevaluate. I haven't, to be fair, I don't know what his most recent movie he's made is. I haven't like followed up with him, kept up with him. So he could be making bangers that I'm just not watching. But um, this had me really questioning, why do I love this man? And Edward Scissorhands, it was one where I was like, okay, let's reexamine. Why do we love this movie? 
and I started falling flat again. I was like, oh, you know, it's, I think it's the vibes. I think it's all the I vibes and the say, aesthetic. <laughs> it's the vibes. It's the aesthetic. And honestly, that's fine. I think it's okay mm-hmm. to have movies like that. And that's mm-hmm. why, you know, it being just like a short little film, we enjoy the vibes and then we move on. I'm also yeah. like, I really mm-hmm. just don't think movies need to be watched 20 times. <laughs> That is where Evan and I differ. Like, I watch a movie once, I say, yeah, that was pretty good. Like, this, this, this. You're so right. It's the second watch that gets you. You start thinking way too much into it. You start thinking (laughs) too much into it. That's okay for some movies. It's it's just a vibe. It's just there. It's fun. It's existing. I I don't want to rag on anyone who enjoys a movie for the aesthetic because, you know, that's actually a huge part of a director's job. And one thing that Tim Burton has done is he has branded himself very well where you can look at a movie and and be like, is this a Tim Burton movie? And so I got to give the man kudos for that. There's not a ton of directors who um, would have that sort of name recognition. Yeah, uh, so I looked it up earlier. His latest film, latest mm-hmm. feature film, came out in 2019. It was the live action slash CGI Dumbo production mm. that I hope is a little less. Maybe gothic. that's what I was thinking about with <laughs> Cat in the Hat. Um, I never saw it. Isn't is Danny DeVito in it, or am I just seeing memes on the internet? That's a good question. Dumbo. He did a live action Dumbo. You know, he needs something more like creepy. Like he should do like I know they just did this, but he should have done like Pinocchio. Cause the real story of Pinocchio is. Guillermo like del Toro dark. is doing Pinocchio. Is he doing a dark right one? Because they just didn't they just do one with Tom Hanks? For Disney. This is gonna be a Netflix production. So what? <laughs> How I'm... does this happen? It's <laughs> wait, it's, wait, it's wait. Like so they just Disney Plus tale? just released one with Tom Hanks. I'm not crazy. Yes. And and Guillermo del Toro is creating a different one altogether of Pinocchio? Yeah. Wow. It's okay. just like a fairy tale, so it's going to be two different, I don't know. It's open IP. I, I, haven't watched I guess I just meant like Disney two Plus movies one. that are like coming out or like projects that are so similar and they always like, the, uh, the, the one that I always think of is like Ants and Bugs Life came out in the same year. Like how'd that happen? Yeah. I think there's always a theory of twos. I have a very strong belief in this with like movies and singers and stuff. Someone has an idea, starts to break through and then some other production mm. company or something is like, oh, like I'm gonna here's Britney it. Spears. Oh, let's bring in Christina Aguilera. Ooh. <laughs> like every like but i feel something. like that happens with a lot of things yeah no strings attached and, yes. uh, and uh friends, friends with, with benefits. benefits which is so funny because then ashton kutcher and now mila kunis are, are married <laughs> they were in opposites of those movies um yeah wow okay so that's crazy but um so tim burton i i get like i said i this did have me questioning though like why was i such a tim burton fan for so many years i think and i'd be curious I think it's the goth light of it all. It's like, it, you know, when you're younger and when you're in your adolescence, just that feeling a little bit out of place. Tim Burton's just zany enough. Like, oh, you, I'm a Tim oh, Burton you know fan. Evan, you totally <laughs> yes. nailed it. No, because that is all Edward Scissorhands is. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize it till just now. But he is in literally like your stereotypical suburbia. And he is in like a like a leather plexi, and he's got literally fucking scissor hands. He's as out of place as he possibly can be, and that's that age group. Connect. That's all they feel is is yeah. they're like I don't belong here. I don't belong <laughs> in suburbia. I don't fit in with the rest of these people. I'm Edward Scissorhands. Oh my god! I feel like I just went through like a therapy session, Evan. Holy shit! I I, I need to pay you after this. I feel like I learned something about myself just now. Yeah. 
There's a little bit of that in all of us. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's really okay. no, no. I, I feel you're strongly like that's I don't like, belong here. It's like yeah, you do. At that age, <laughs> everyone goes through a bit of that, whether it's extreme or, or or light. And so, obviously, when you're that age, you don't know everyone else is going through the same thing. But as an adult, you can look back on those years and be like, oh yeah, that's kind of funny. So no, but like that is uh, you know, I guess I just never really equated that's like what as Edward Scissorhands was really about, and it was like him trying to fit in in, in suburbia and it, the, his wacky zany adventures because he's got mm-hmm. scissors for hands. <laughs> this movie was up for Best Animated Oscar. It lost to Wallace and Gromit, The Curse <laughs> of the Were-Rabbit. Stop! No disrespect That's to Wallace insulting. and Gromit, but yeah. That's embarrassing. What I've weird... never heard of that. <laughs> so Wallace... <laughs> Wallace and Gromit is like a series. And that's not even like the main one. You're telling me that's like a sequel. (laughs) Yeah. Have you ever seen Chicken Run? Kind of. Yeah. It's it's like that studio or those animators, I'm pretty sure. Oh, my God. Um, I feel like they did a Chicken Run and Wallace the Gromit movie where it was like half and half. Almost like an episode of (laughs) Billy and Mandy and uh, like so... Holy shit, that's embarrassing. I'm sorry, Tim Burton. <laughs> People who were voting were saying what we're saying, so yeah, you know. <laughs> it was maybe a there were no vote. plot holes in Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> They're like masterpiece. Um, <laughs> wow, yeah, it was a protest vote. They were like, not this. We can't let this smut win. <laughs> See, I also didn't want to come in here and sound like that. I didn't want to be that. Like, I wasn't like, didn't want to come in here and be like, oh, I'm clutching my pearls. Like, I'm offended by this. Because I, I, I'm not offended by it. I just think if it's targeted at children, like it seemed like it was, they should have maybe doled a little bit of the sexiness back. The way you found this corpse, right? It's so sexy. She was not super sexy. I, I think it's the comparison of the two. It, it's the comparison yeah, of, sure. of the living and the dead one. I'm not like, I wasn't like, oh, yeah. Like, that was not what <laughs> happened here. It was honestly towards the end when I saw the two of them by each other. And I was like, you're not slick, Tim Burton. I see what you're doing here. Yeah. She's like glowing. Her yes, curves are yes, glowing. No, 100%. The other one is in black and white. And the other one is not saying she's beautiful, but she's, like you said, glowing. I think that's the best way to put it. In the production notes on Wikipedia, it does say Jim Carrey and Angelina Jolie were wanted for the roles. Ended up. It's a totally uh, different movie. <laughs> Can you imagine Jim Carrey doing Victor's voice? Because he doesn't do, he doesn't talk like this the whole movie. And with his slight, Jim Carrey has accent. the range. If one man, yeah, but has he's not range. doing that. That's not what he's. Can doing. I, Maybe can yes. I get a quick? Can I get a quick? What you think he would sound like if it was um, Jim Carrey? It would be oh, Victor yeah. about to to bone the corpse bride and going. I, I, I'm picturing the mask. <laughs> I'm picturing the mask, him <laughs> yeah. doing a bit of the mask, unfortunately. You know, we've ragged on this movie enough. It is, it's fun. It's a fun watch. Good vibes. Yeah. I wouldn't like bank this towards the end of the Halloween season, but like, you know, <laughs> October 1st, throw it on. Sure. It's fun. Whatever. Uh, if you had to pick one part or scene or thing about this movie that is your favorite, what would you say it is? Good question. I would say... Like I said, the climax, I I was a little bit on the edge of my seat. I was like, who's he marrying here? He's got a better connection with the dead girl, but I feel like story-wise, he can't do that. So I was on the edge of my seat. There was some good dialogue there. Like I said, there was the, the can, you, can a, a, 
a, a heart be broken if it's already dead type deal. The animation at this point, 10 out of 10. It, it, the stop, it, the butterfly scene, it's all beautifully done. The climax was really well. It was, you know, getting to that point. I maybe had a, a couple of the issues. So I really liked, I love the vibes. I'm all about the vibes <laughs> of this movie. That was the strongest part of it. <laughs> Yeah, I think you know where I stand on this. I'm also here for the aesthetic. I'm. I agree with you. There's a lot of good dramatic one-liners that I definitely yeah. people were putting on their Tumblr with like oh. a background being like, <laughs> "I'm so misunderstood." Like, <laughs> can your heart break when you're already dead? Like MCR. <laughs> that was on, AIM away message. Put it on the track all of yeah, October for stars. people. <laughs> <laughs> Squigglies. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's why I think it's like a good yeah. Like let's get into spooky season. Yeah. We're not trying to see a thriller quite yet, but you know, put it on while you're just dusting your pumpkins off out of storage. Get your pump. Yeah. Pumpkin carving. This is a good one for pumpkin carving. And, um, I, um, yeah, by no means am I saying don't watch. It was trash. It was horrible. I don't want that to be the impression I'm giving. It had its flaws. I'm, I'm here to be a critic. I did my job fairly, but it's still a fun watch. You'll enjoy it. Especially if you liked it as a youngin. it's good to revisit. For me, my favorite parts of it are the musical aspect um, the numbers are good. They're okay. really good songs. I'm always really tickled by when a musical or a, a musical film mm-hmm. continue to bring up a turn of phrase or a lyric uh, as part of the dialogue. And then this one, they open with the according to plan number. And then that mm. line comes up a couple different times in the movie. And for whatever reason, that really tickles me. It, it, you know... I enjoy that it feels like a a, a Disney musical, mm-hmm. like maybe a lot of musicals. The plot is less of what you sit there and watch it for. Yeah, I think now would be a good time for a little segment we like to call Hot Boxed. We're gonna mm-hmm. read some of our favorite reviews from Hot Boxed, uh, and then we're gonna give our own letterboxed. Sorry. I was confused. I was like, Evan got hotboxed before this. Yeah. Just kidding. Is this a new segment yeah. and I didn't sign up for this? Uh-huh. Um, but so we're going to read through some hot letterboxed reviews and uh, and then give our own rating on a, a scale of five stars. Um, just generally at a quick glance, there are two main themes that I'm seeing. One is necrophilia in a lot mm-hmm. of these comments. And then the other one is people want to see Timothy Chalamet play play oh. this guy in live action yeah that's what i just I, well i first pointed at someone going way too deep into the yeah like being like she's hot she's literally a corpse yeah. uh, but <laughs> then i saw timothy chalamet at all the corner of my eye and i was like that's an amazing idea that's a good fan yeah. cast <laughs> the fan all, cast, ready for this yeah he's playing a young willy wonka do people just see him as like a young jack sparrow yeah, young. that's what they're gonna ask for next <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, the um, other the, half of that fan cast, though, is Laura Harrier, um, mm-hmm. who is the love interest in the first Tom Holland Spider-Man. Oh. Uh, Michael Keaton's daughter in that yeah. movie. Yeah. Okay. Kind of does look like it. I don't know. Yeah. Be, uh, Good catch. You could have said that name to me a hundred times, and I never would have placed it. <laughs> I'm going to read the one that Haley started to. Three stars. Me. She's hot. Brain, she's literally dead. Me, sexy blue wife. Brain, she has no pulse. 
This is what I'm talking about, though. And so people are most honest on the internet when they are behind their screen. <laughs> and that's what this person only gave it three stars. Though, now that I'm looking at it. <laughs> so maybe they weren't as big of a fan as I thought. But I just, uh, yeah, I, I just have an issue with it. And it's not like a you can't make a movie about whatever you want. Like, oh, I can't believe someone would make a movie about this. I just think there's some problems targeting it towards a, a, a younger art audience, maybe. Mm. But uh, let me read another one one. Here's maybe one of the takeaways we missed. Uh, Issy on October 31st, 2017 wrote, all caps, girls supporting girls. It ended with girls supporting girls. A lot of the movie was them like upset with each other that they were trying to steal each other's man. It did Mm -hmm. end with women supporting women, which I support. I guess we got there which is good, yeah. but there was points in the movie where I was like, this is kind of anti-feminist at the moment, Tim. Um, this one right under that, uh, three and a half stars. I want to be dead too. This is like, what are we promoting <laughs> this is, in this yeah. movie? But then the one right above it that says, this is more romantic than anything Nicholas Sparks <laughs> will ever make. I feel like brings home that point that there are people that are like, this is my ideal yeah. love story. This, this is, is like, my it's like a grunge love story for <sighs> lack of a better but word. Like, <laughs> It's, it's a hot so... topic, love story. Yeah, are, are these romantics go. that are into this movie? <laughs> that like took me a minute to process. <laughs> so, are they? <laughs> That's good. Are these romantics who are in this into this movie? Are they? Are are they shipping Emily with him, or or are they like yeah. no? Okay, well. Uh, see that's what, I don't know I don't like that. <laughs> I think they're not you're like, hung up. But so I think you're hung up on the logistics of yeah. <laughs> of uh, of like. But them he didn't end up with her having a inter you know plane of mortality relationship. But I wish I they. Made... It's, it's just you know. I wish they would have remained friends. There's no. They had the stronger bond. <laughs> like I'm. They there should was... have ended up together. They should have. That's messed up. Okay. But yes, they should have. So, I, and I just think that's like what I, I'm reading these comments that people leave. I'm, that's what I'm getting from these that there is like this, this uh, romance. It's Victor. And then it's like the, the emojis with the fingers. And it's me with all the heart eyes. And the, it's, oh my God. This one says when those little maggot spider bitches started singing, if you only knew the, the you that we do, I felt that. <laughs> it's just people feeling mis- misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. If they knew the the you that we did. Um, this one said, this couldn't have been a more Tim Burton film if it tried. Four stars. I'm uncertain if it is my or Tim Burton's fault that my sexuality just started delving into the realms of necrophilia. Yeah. 349 what, likes. This is your, this answers 349 your question. 349 likes? <laughs> this next one says, I'm going to base my entire wedding on this movie and no one can stop me. So, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I like I said, I'm not trying to be that guy who's like, don't enjoy this movie, but maybe you shouldn't enjoy it that much. Where does it land on a scale of five stars for you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have mine. Um, I was toggling between two, and I think after talking about it, I'll, I'll give it the half star bump. I'm gonna give it two and a half stars out of five. Two and a half stars. I was gonna give it two. You think that's? I was too gonna much? give it two. You that's... think that's too high? What are you giving it? I would probably give it a. A three. Last week okay. you gave Scooby Doo one a four. <laughs> Let me and, remind and you. No, I, I, I really wanted to hit home how much <laughs> I think Scooby Doo was more 
akin to its like source material. Granted, this isn't like based on anything. It's just from Tim Burns' weird old mind, I guess. It's, but... it's based on Russian folklore. Fuck so. that then. <laughs> so, all right. Listen, I I did this purposely. I gave I I thought Scooby-Doo 1 was close to the perfect movie for what it was going for. I don't know what this movie's going for. And I think if it's just going to do the love transcends death, it needs to say fuck it. And he needs to fucking get with the corpse at the end. I think that's how you fix this movie. And I'd be happy to give it three and a half at that point. But the vibes and the aesthetic and the animation is the only thing that is bringing this movie to two and a half stars for me. Two and a half stars. All right. Haley. I mean, I will say I'll give it a three out of five for same thing vibes Vibes. aesthetic yeah animation i'm not mad at it but i don't think you need to like put it on but don't pay too much attention you're doing yourself a disservice (laughs) you'll like it it better if you don't (laughs) yeah 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 we're gonna have to follow up with the nightmare before christmas i feel like maybe it can be one of our december episodes for me i think it is going for the vibes i will give it a, a three which might be exactly what I gave Scooby Doo, but this is a three. Man, like Scooby Doo is like a three. <laughs> That's what those halves are for. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> Everyone knows there are bees like in grading. There's like a oh that's a good bee, and then there's like oh that was a bad bee. <laughs> uh, I mean the quality of the animation. Mm-hmm. Um, almost twenty years later, it doesn't look dated at all, and maybe it's no. because it is it is you know stop motion puppetry. I think it's great for background viewing as well. If you are, mm-hmm. you know, multitasking or, you know, the perfect setting for this is if you're going to like an October themed night mm. out of drinking, this should be on the TV the, yeah. Ooh, screens like behind a, the bars. Yeah. This, little, you I know, think that's the, really good. The cotton pulled across the TV, you know. I honestly Sets think Evans mood. hit something here that this would be a really good movie to listen, to, like just watch, not listen. <laughs> yeah. <to>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's um, much more exciting. <laughs> Sound yeah. off. I wonder, is, um, you know, just because I was a little too young for this age, if this was like a poppin' Halloween costume that year. Um, I always wonder that type of thing for, uh, you know, what's going to be the popular Halloween costume. And, you know, maybe Halloween's kind of taken off in recent years that it, uh, it it wasn't back then. But I got to imagine if there's people basing their weddings on it, that there's for sure people out there doing uh, <laughs> Halloween costumes. There definitely are because I did Pinterest it and see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think people do the makeup thing tutorial. Yeah, it's much. a it's like a good mm. like a makeup artist costume because it is so detailed and they do like the full yeah like corpse look. Mm-hmm. But that glowing. makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> it's more aesthetics than anything. This movie, mm-hmm. and Which that's I what I, I almost gave it too. I, I don't want to be that guy, but you were so upset. I just gave it two and a half stars, and you only gave it three. You motherfucker! Like, <laughs> I wasn't what, upset. Get the I hell just, out of I here! Was just, I was and just a re- bad three. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> reminding you the week prior, you had oh. rated Scooby Doo four. I want that to be the benchmark. I'm not kidding. Okay. The Scooby-Doo one movie is fantastic, people. Okay. Okay. So, you know, we've kind of done this. Let's give just a little, little closing thought. You know, it doesn't need to be a long preamble. Just kind of your closing thoughts on Tim Burton's Corpse Bride. Evan, let's start with you. I don't know. Everything we had said prior still stands. This movie is fun. It falls apart pretty quickly 
once you've watched it a second or third time. So mm-hmm. um, if you if you haven't seen it, put it on, have fun with it. If you mm-hmm. have seen it, don't worry about watching it again. <laughs> <laughs> Haley, what do you got? I mean, I feel like I I feel like I'm walking away with not as bad of a feeling towards this movie as you two are. <laughs> I mm-hmm. think it has its purpose and that's where we can leave it at. I think it's perfect. I'm about to go suggest someone at a bar put this on during mm-hmm. October just to really, you know, set the mood. I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And I don't I'm not mad at it. I think you can enjoy it and all of the plot doesn't have to fully make sense if you're not diving into it on a podcast, you know? This is true. This is true. Yeah, I needed to think about what I was going to say for an hour about it. So, no, you bring up a good point. You do bring up a good point. Um, I think, so, like Haley was saying, I was mad at it. There was points I was mad at it. But this should not detract away from that this is a good movie. You will most likely enjoy it if you watch it. Um, it, It's probably a good family movie. Maybe I'm being too critical of the of the subtext, but um, it's probably a really good movie for the family. It's not like scary. It's not gonna like. I mean, maybe I'll give someone nightmares, but it's not gonna. There's no like jump scares or like anything. There's like bones. It's like ooh, ghouls. Like it's. It was all vibes. It wasn't like uh, it. It wasn't trying to really like scare the shit out of you. So um, yeah, go watch it. It's a good Halloween time movie. It, you know, it, you do want to put on Halloween movies when the, when the time is high. So this is a good movie to throw into the rotation. I'm not saying leave it out. Let's walk through some news. Um, let's let's do the the biggest one out of the gate. The Mario trailer. Do 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 do. What did you think? Have you by chance seen the Mario trailer? So I uh, wish you would have briefed me on this so I could mm-hmm. view it. Um, yeah. But I did see, is this with Chris Pratt? Yeah. Uh-huh. Did I just blow it? No. <laughs> was yeah, that the well, drama? Oh, no. no, no, no. No, um, I want to hear so your, what you all think. All I saw was just a little, I think you like retweeted or something, like a little clip of his voice being revealed. Yeah. Okay. Um, why is, is it, it Chris Pratt? <laughs> As someone who That's... has no... This is not going to change my life whatsoever. I was confused. That felt a lot of place. But it's Charlie You're Day. Not alone. The other is, Charlie Day, is which Luigi, I didn't know. Is, right? Yeah, Luigi, which is my favorite character, and so that's fine. So I'm so, happy. And wait, Jack Black <laughs> is playing Bowser. Oh, those are all things I'm looking forward to. This was another emotional roller coaster. Let me walk you through the trailer. How <laughs> they show Bowser. He first off, the animation looks great. They show Bowser. He sounds great. He's terrifying. He's menacing. Uh, they mm-hmm. go on, but then they do. They do show Mario. One, he looks a little weird. I, I hate being that guy, but he looks a little off. Mm-hmm. And two, Chris Pratt is doing mostly just a Chris Pratt voice. We've determined maybe there is a hint of a New York accent in there. I think people have had enough of Chris Pratt. <laughs> is, yeah. is how I'll put it. <laughs> but, so people have been interested to see what this would be and then he like had put out the statement that was like you know i've been really working hard on what the the mario voice is gonna be you know it's not gonna be exactly like the video games i think it'll be you know you guys will love it once you hear it and it's just him doing like and the worst part of this trailer is they give you just enough of (laughs) he mario says like one line in in the trailer and just enough to hate 
but also not enough to like get a a full impression of it. It's just Mario going like, "Man, I'm I mean, I went down a fucking I'm thing." Mushroom <laughs> like a, Kingdom, I guess. Yeah. It, it was it wasn't good. It, so one line. it sounds just like him on re-listen. You can hear a slight New York accent, but for anyone who knows Mario and Luigi, they're Italian. What like they are known for having very thick Italian accents. Like yeah. Charlie Day doesn't seem to have an accent either. But kind of like what you were saying, I love Charlie Day, and he actually sounded he at least sounded like what you could picture Luigi to sound like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Chris yeah. Pratt, I'm sure I will get over it. I'm gonna love the movie, but it was disappointing to hear his opening line, especially because, like you said, he 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 hyped it up. He didn't need to hype mm-hmm. it up for us like he did. He's like, I'm gonna workshop it, and it's just <laughs> it's gonna, gonna be, be my great. voice. He's like, it's gonna be awesome, and then I literally was like, it doesn't even sound like anything special. Okay, yeah. but Bow- that being said, Bowser was great, Toad was great, Luigi was great. Everything else about the trailer was awesome, but he uh, he was a little bit of a letdown. I need my Mario to have. An offensively stereotypical, over exaggerated. As an Italian, it feels like they're taking this away from us. <laughs> no, okay. And I I wonder. Do you think there is some exec who's like, "That's offensive. You can't do that in today's day and age." Because I, I hope not. Because like it is Maybe. so. Or they hard. were like, "Then you have to cast authentically Italian people with Italian accents." That's probably what it probably was. That's probably what it was. Is they were like, you can't it. have just Chris Pratt doing an Italian accent. <laughs> um, <sighs> whatever. I'm going to see it. I'm going to like it. <laughs> Here, here's I love Mario. Line. I love, I've love. i loved Mario since I was like six years old. <laughs> uh, someone tweeted, <laughs> actually, you sent me this. If Chris Pratt can voice Mario, you can apply to that job. That's the positive spin. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's, it's good. Um, oh, man. <laughs> well, is there someone you that comes to mind you think should have done okay, it? Yeah, let's. Who would know? Who would you cast? <laughs> no. We, we got to pick someone. If, okay. if we're going to be haters, we got to. Okay. If we're going to be haters, gotta I got to offer up a solution. <laughs> I didn't want to. I just said, no, fix it. Okay. <laughs> um, let me think. All right. I'm going to be realistic because they obviously want someone who's a big name. Mm-hmm. that's like why they got Chris Pratt. I think like Evan said, there is the people who've had the Chris Pratt burnout, but you know, for all intents and purposes, he's a, an A-list celeb. <sighs> I don't know if I am just thinking of this person because these two are in a movie together, but I'm going to go with someone who actually has some experience with like voice acting. Okay. And I'm going to say Bradley Cooper. He voices Rocket. It's not okay. obviously Yay. that's not what it is, but he knows how to voice act. He's voice acted things, and um, I just feel like he would take it more seriously. There's something about that interview with Chris Pratt. You saw it. I know you saw it where he's like, "I've been jumping on Koopas my whole life." I'm like, well, "Are you reading from a <laughs> teleprompter? What's going on here?" I just. Ah. I think it was the back to back announcements of him as Mario and then him also voicing Garfield and whatever yeah, the what next the Garfield movie. <laughs> you know where oh, he lost me a little bit? It, it was kind of yeah. during uh, the Jurassic Park when they started up with him. I was just like, and mm-hmm. then I never saw Passengers. And that was when I knew I was like, oh, I don't really care about Chris Pratt anymore. 
<laughs> it was the going hardcore conservative for me that was like, well oh. that came i i beat him i beat him to that actually i feel proud about that <laughs> i lost him nice. before he all of a sudden <laughs> divorced anna ferris what the fuck yeah like okay yeah. never mind we're getting into different topics <laughs> into, <here. laughs> into the chris Frey. yeah um uh do you have an who who would you want to play mario um i don't know why he came to mind and I feel like he does other. He's done other voice acting, but the guy from New Girl, what's his name? Jake Johnson. Yeah, that's a. He, I think that's a really good one. I think am you've I nailed a, it. I think he. Am I a casting? Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. I'm gonna retract mine. Can I take mine back? Because his and voice copy is you? like naturally goofy enough that I don't know. I feel I've like he could pull it off Nick Miller in a not break offensive in, way. Nick Miller's definitely broken into an Italian accent in that show before. I feel hundred like. percent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh we we were watching the challenge documentaries mm-hmm. and he's like and a he, commentator on him apparently he's look, a super fan there's so many yeah uh, that's so love is crazy love Jake kim kardashian Johnson. too who knew like what yeah. okay so um that's a really good one i actually saw a tweet that this one was really funny it was like you're telling me there's a Mario movie that has Jack Black and Charlie Day and neither of them play Mario? And I was like, oh my God, Wait, that's yeah, like true. Charlie Day would be a better, yeah. like, I yeah. can see that. That is yeah. exciting to me. Yes. Shit, I don't think I, I could beat Jake Johnson, but. I don't, yeah, no, I actually wouldn't blame you if you couldn't come up with, that is such a good pick. <clears throat> Total opposite pick, <laughs> or, or end of the spectrum. Adam Driver. He did just do House of Gucci, oh. so he's got it in. This is me, Mario. <laughs> That's a very I'm going Mario. Leonardo DiCaprio. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Um, that is, I think, the big piece of news. Do you have any more news, Evan? Some small ones I wanted to touch on. Uh, for community fans like us, oh. Joel McHale. I guess I didn't know this. He has voiced a Mortal Kombat character in an uh, animated direct-to-streaming movie, but he's getting his own animated movie called Mortal Kombat Legends. Johnny Cage, if you're familiar with the Mortal Kombat characters, yeah. so he'll have I his own. I was so confused why you sent this to me. Now it makes so much sense. <laughs> I love it Joel McHale. says okay. Joel McHale Ooh, That shows my investigative journalism skills. Yeah, it literally says it right there. Okay. Um... And this is a development in an ongoing story we've been covering. Mm, uh, don't even. Ezra Miller <laughs> has reportedly been doing reshoots for The <laughs> Flash following their apology yeah. for uh, their recent behavior. So where does Hoy. this leave the DC Extended Universe? I don't, I don't know. know. There's no Changes way they day. can plan more with Ezra. I feel like this has to be their last movie. And maybe that's why they're doing reshoots. Cross your fingers. I don't fucking know. Unbelievable. Unbelievable they would support this reverse flash crime spree. But mm-hmm. what, it, you know, it is what it is. I'm even one of the people who a while ago was one of Ezra's few fans as the flash. And now I have to retract all those, <laughs> all that goodwill out the window. Thank you, Ezra. Just kidding. Um, um, oh, and the, I guess to the latest development on the other ongoing story that we cover and shit on. Every week, uh, I, I think a producer on that Avatar series says they're working on the first act of Avatar 4 right now. And 2 is not even out. 
It's infuriating, but I need to point out that Evan also recently told me not to bring up either of these stories. Let's let him rest for a little. You broke we your own a, rule, my we friend. Took <laughs> we, we took one week off. We took one week off. They're exciting stories. They captivate us. <laughs> yeah. This episode will close out Spooktober for us. Oh, you yeah. Know, this is a Happy little Halloween, bit of an everyone. underwhelming wreck. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Do you guys have any other halloween rex for the viewers to throw on if you're not feeling this movie you should go watch over the garden wall everyone's favorite halloween cartoon network 10 episode short you can find it on hulu it is amazing we have an episode we covered it last year with our good friend tommy you will fall in love with it if for whatever reason you have not checked out over the garden wall evan likes to say we should watch this it's festive Throw it on and then promptly fall asleep. So then I'm just watching <laughs> it's it. Tradition. <laughs> it's oh, tradition. It's tradition. It is tradition. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been there. I've done that the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a, it. Watched it all. <laughs> uh, there is a pilot for it called Tome of the Unknown, which is on YouTube. It's available on YouTube. It's only 10-ish, maybe 10, yeah. 15 minutes. I actually haven't seen the whole thing. So I might throw that on. Uh, yeah. I was watching this on the plane back from Austin today, a Halloween movie that does stand up to several rewatches as I've tested out myself. Yeah. The Batman. Oh, Put yeah, it on. It's totally a Halloween movie. You're so it's right. Thursday, October 31st. Um, so those are my Halloween wrecks. I Tell also have been the watching Watchmen. Mm, really, really good revisit. The TV show. Really good. I only think yeah. of that because they're wearing masks like Halloween, but it's not really a Halloween show. Sorry, go ahead. Haley. Nothing to do with it. <laughs> All I can think of right now is Hocus Pocus. Oh, <laughs> no, Hocus Pocus 2 just came yeah. out. Yeah. Yes. It just came out, but I haven't seen it yet, so I can't oh. recommend something I haven't seen yet. I can recommend via proxy that Nikki really enjoyed it. She said, it obviously, okay. it's not the first one, but it was it was really good and enjoyable after all these years. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. via Nikki, I will Ooh. recommend Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> I'll just keep doing that as we close out. <laughs> Can we Did- talk about Evan and your the new intro going... <laughs> like, what was that sound effect? It was me going... The bugs got away. It's good. No, yeah. And it's the scariest part of the intro. Every every single time it comes on, I go, ooh. there's also bats fluttering. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> I'm just gonna do a cool, yeah, just a cool fall wind. Um, I guess that's all we got. You guys have anything else before we uh, wrap up here? Do you want to see my corpse ride? Um, pumpkin. Yes, it was actually it was really good for our visual oh, yeah. um, viewers. Look at that! It is. I good. don't know if you can. Really uh, when did see you make it, that? But... When I was watching Corpse oh, Bride in 2017. 2017, <laughs> the story. That's okay. Makes sense. Did, Makes sense. Do you want to see Evans that year? <laughs> so yes. I did that. And then I, I did don't the know. most spooky thing. I don't know of if all. you'll be able to make that with the face. <laughs> <laughs> that's Steven? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she did the Corpse Ride and I did Steven Universe. And guess which one the kids commented on? Steven Universe. Universe. Yeah, baby. baby. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Well, I didn't know at the time this wasn't really a kids movie, okay? <laughs> but like, all the dads were like, shouldn't I love be. that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's yeah, good. not the only thing coming back to life right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
I hate it. I hate it. All right. With that, I'm wrapping us up here. Okay, so... <laughs> Ooh, get it together. All right. For more Two Dudes, please check out our other episodes. We have a ton of them, like Over the Garden Wall. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, and on YouTube as well. Follow our social media at Two Dudes Watch Cartoons on both Instagram and TikTok. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Two Dudes Watch. And, you know, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please uh, give us a rate and review. Always is uh, greatly appreciated. And uh, as always, you know, thank you for joining us this October and uh, for your scary movie recommendations. Spook- Spooktober. That'll do it for Spooktober. Uh, thank you again to my lovely wife, Haley. Yeah. It's great to be here. Tell Whoop. death do us part and beyond. And beyond. That's, <laughs> and that's beyond. what we need to take away from this. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone. That run. <laughs> <laughs>